Yo, 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 yo. What's going on, millionaires? You're listening to the Million Dollar Mind Podcast, episode 200, on how to outperform 99% of all people. This episode is sponsored by the SideHustleAcademy.com, the number one community for entrepreneurs to connect, collect, earn, and learn while building a sustainable business. Welcome back, millionaires. Today, we're going to be talking about efficiency and performance. Do you feel like you are a high performer? Do you feel like right now what you're doing in your business, at your job, in your household, that you are doing everything right now and you are killing shit? If you don't feel like that, then this episode is about to be for you because I got some tips on how you can alleviate the stress, you know, be able to do more, but feel less stress, right? Be able to outperform 99% of people because I can tell you 99% of people are not doing all of these things, right? You might be doing one or two. You might be even doing three. Maybe most people are doing three inconsistently, but I promise you 99% of people are not doing all of these seven task, right? But before we get into that, make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. Hit that bell if it's your first time here. I just want to welcome all our millionaires. So if you're new, welcome. And if you are a vet, I appreciate you for tuning in every single week in and week out, giving us the gems and the feedback and the communications, the engagements, everything you've been providing us on a weekly basis, right? Share this episode if you feel like you got some game so that you can give your friends some game and you all can be leveling up together. All right, millionaires, entrepreneurs, moguls, philanthropists, managers even, right? I wanna encourage you to purchase my book, Lead From The Front, because it is essential if you wanna learn how to be an effective leader, not just for others, but for yourself as well. Learning the tools or the importances, I should say, of accountability, discipline. We have so many resources and tools that are in the book to help you give better feedback, give more genuine feedback, you know, hold yourself to a higher standard and hold others to a higher standard without making them feel like you're the person that tells a lot, but doesn't lead by example. And that's what the whole purpose of the book is to lead from the front. So if you haven't already, go check out my book, Lead from the Front. You can find it on my website at www.kaispeaks.com. It'll be right there at the top. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mind Podcast. I'm your guy, Kai Speaks, and this is the number one community for passion attraction and for entrepreneurs that are in that self-mastery and abundance space. You are in the right place if you are looking for a million-dollar conversation that will help you become before you arrive. Let's get into today's conversation as I'm super excited to be talking with you guys about a battle that I was dealing with uh, once upon a time, right? And this battle for me, uh, was a, a battle of inputs and outputs. And this is a battle that we've all been through. And for me, I was dealing with uh, a point where I felt like my my inputs, the, the money I was bringing in to the happiness that I was accumulating to the relationships that I was maintaining, I didn't feel like my inputs were too of liking to my outputs. I feel like I was doing a whole lot, but I wasn't getting anything in return beneficial to me. And I was really feeling like going back to conversation, uh, the other, uh, on, on, um, on Friday, I felt like I was being too impatient. I felt like 
hey, man, at this time, like, it's time for me to reap, reap, the, reap the benefits of all of my work and my hard work. And I was feeling like, yo, God not blessing me fast enough. And saying that out loud, the hubris, right? The hubris of me. When it's all in God's timing and, and timing being divine, I can't think like that. But we all deal with this battle, right? We all feel like at some point what we're doing is worth more than what we actually get in their return. And so we start to have feelings of resentment. We start to have feelings of insecurities, self-doubt, like, man, is this even what I should be doing? Uh, all those feelings come with, come with that battle. And that's why you ultimately need to overcome the battle because when it comes to, you know, accumulating abundance and living uh, a life and really reaping, like, having a wealth of love, knowledge, money, you know, everything, abundance, ultimately. You, you can't have those emotions. You can't let those emotions fester for too long. You have to continue to have um, immense doubt. I mean, immense <laughs> belief, right? Not even belief because belief is a doubt to me. I even transitioned to thinking that belief is a doubt because if I believe something, I can't know it, right? I believe it because I never seen it. But for my goals, like I seen it. Like I had dreams and visions about these goals. So I no longer believe that I'm going to be successful and success being relative to me, right? I know it because I've seen these things over and over again. I see it through the people that I'm surrounding myself with. I see it through the conversations that I'm learning to have. I see it through, you know, my activities and my actions and how I'm learning and how I'm changing. I see it every day. So I, I don't have no belief that I'm going to be successful. I know. Um, and, and that's ultimately why you need to overcome that battle because when you're dealing with it, you, you won't have that clarity. You start to think that what you're doing is, even what you're doing is not enough. And if that's if this not enough, I don't know what's going to be enough. So I might as well just stop trying. Like all that, all that is just negativity that you just don't need. You need to continue with the positivity and the, the, just the, 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 the confidence that this shit going to work, that this shit going to work because it has to work. It has to work. And, a couple of things that has changed for me since figuring these things out is I started to really hone in and get like really locked in, really focused on, you know, my money earning activities, my, the, the small tasks that I can do, these small little tweaks. It's the aggregation of marginal gains. That's what changed. I started being able to focus on the small things because the small things lead to big things. If you add a whole bunch of small things together, what do you have? Y'all seen the rubber band balls? Rubber bands are what? Like, they this thin. They have no depth. Like, they, they flimsy. But what happens when you wrap them together? You have this, this, this yearn of, of, of bounciness, right? So a combination of small things can make for big impact. And you got to just keep that in mind. And that's what, I, that's what I was able to now focus on by overcoming that battle. So I know that I'm not the only one that has went through this, which is why I wanted to share this content, because every single one of us were created in the image and likeness of God. And what I translate the image and likeness of God to be is more so like that's God's potential, meaning you have the potential to create something from a thought, from an idea. And where do you even think that idea came from? You think it just came from 
what? what? Like, I can't even make up anything because I know where it came from. Where do you guys think ideas come from? Where y'all think that came from? That came from God, right? That came from, uh, excuse me, that came from God. I've been working on my, uh, my, uh, my dialogue, just speaking with my chest. That came from God, man. That came from God. There's no coincidence that that idea came to you. We had Beyond went on the podcast months ago, and he'd been saying this about running the fucking play, right? Running the play that God, a.k.a. Coach, is what he used in his analogy. When Coach give you a play, that's the idea. Now you got to run the play. And, 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 and God gave you the idea. Didn't give your spouse the idea. Didn't give your mom, your dad the idea. Didn't give your best friend the idea. They gave you the idea, which means it's your responsibility to make that shit happen. So we just got to realize that we were made with God's potential. So when we not taking advantage of that, it's like we saying we don't trust God with the blessings and with the because that's a blessing. They gave you the blessing of vision. That's a vision. God just gave me a vision. This is my mission now. This is what I need to be doing. Don't take that lightly and don't take it for granted. You are the foot soldier for that vision, which is why you got the idea. Make that shit happen. Some people will be walking around here not knowing what their purpose is because they just blinded to the ideas that they get. They get an idea and they just don't write it down on paper. They don't journal about it. They don't talk about it. They just get ideas and say, oh, yeah, I would, I would love to do that one day. And then forget about it. Then they get another idea and another idea. And they walking around here just on D&D to God. They got God on D&D. Can you imagine the audacity of putting God on D&D because you're ignoring the clear signs of purpose that God has given you by giving you an idea? You had an idea. Make that shit work. Make that shit pop. Like, that's what you need to be focusing on. You need to be focusing on now, once you get the idea, what am I going to do? How am I going to make this work? And it's not even the how. That's what I'm learning from the people that I'm meeting who have amazing businesses. Except like, bro, one of my one of my mentors literally making $7 million a month. $7 million a month. And they rarely do anything. And then the, the, the greatest advice they could have gave me that I never asked for was it's not about how you get things done. It's about who's going to help you get it done. So then not only that, you learn how to meditate. You learn how to write down your, your, these ideas that God gave you. You practice in the script. You learn in the vision. You, you're familiarizing yourself with the idea. You start to become the idea. And the sooner you can do that, the easier it's going to be for you to communicate the idea to the person that is going to help you get to the next level, right? You may not understand business systems, but you got the idea. So you just need to learn how to communicate the business idea to somebody who's skilled in systems and they help you create the systems. Whatever the price is, that's irrelevant. That's irrelevant. Stop worrying about little shit that don't matter. The how no longer matters. I don't want you guys to worry about how you're going to get it done. The question you need to ask yourself from now on is who do I need to put in place to help me get that done? Who do I need to put in place to help me get that done? So while you guys marinate on that question, I'm going to hit y'all with this list, right? I got seven things. I got seven things that are going to help you outperform 99% of people. And the number one thing is always prepare for activity. 
always prepare for activity. If you have an early day, preparing for activity is getting yourself at least seven hours of sleep because sleep prepares your body for focus. So when you wake up, you feel energized and you are ready to focus on the task at hand because you're going to, you're going to, I'm going to get to this later, but you're going to already have this stuff planned out, right? You're going to have it planned out. So you don't really have to do much thinking of what it is. You have the, you have the plan. Now you get yourself the sleep you need. So you have the focus to attack the plan. Number two is schedule two hour focus sessions. And the reason why you want to schedule two hour focus sessions and that's what the thing is. We need to start breaking things up. The tasks, we need to break things up into projects. Um, and this even goes back to the conversation I had with Tim. Um, uh, you know, Tim was asking me, like, oh, who he trying to get an assistant? He trying to hire the assistant. And then he's trying to find out, like, oh, like is it going to be beneficial to hire an assistant full time? And I'm like, bro, why do you even have enough work to give to an assistant to work full time? And that's the mindset we apply to um you know, everything It's just like, it's not about how much you could get done. It's about the focus. The focus brings the impact. So you can get a lot done, but if there's no focus, you just got a lot of stuff done that don't really align with the plan. But if you have a focus and you can switch gears, it's like hiring somebody for a project as opposed to giving somebody eight hours to do. You can get, if you tell somebody, I'm gonna hire you full time and you get them a project, it's going to take them probably eight hours to get that project done. But if you hire them for the project, they'll get the project done in two hours, three hours. Maybe it, you know, maybe the project might come uh, in two days, but you paid them for the project. You didn't pay them for a whole day and they stretching that whole day to do the project. Right. And so going back to the point, the reason why you want to create focus sessions is because it takes our bodies and our minds about 30 minutes to warm up and to then get kicked into focus mode. So it takes 30 minutes and then two hours is when we start to lose focus and we start to get distracted and bored and we start to idle our minds into other things. So two hours is, you know, you get a good hour and a half of grinding because it takes you about 30 minutes again to warm up. And then after that hour and a half, that two hour mark, you're starting to lose that focus. You start to lose momentum. So two hour focus sessions is prime for uh, efficiency. This third one, the third trick is separate your task by category. This is going to be huge. So if let's say I'm doing, if I have a focus session, my focus session is going to be on a, either a project or a category of task, which means I'm going to break down that session into either creative tasks or analytical tasks. So what are your creative tasks? Your creative tasks could be like making the flyer, uh, tweaking the website, uh, recording the videos, batching content, right? Editing. These are creative tasks. Then your analytical tasks are going to be like sending the emails, um, uh, creating the system, planning, organizing, things like this, right? So we're going to break those things because they require two different sides of our brain and it's going to take us again, that, that focus part is going to take us switching gears that drastically is going to take us about 30 minutes to regain that focus into that next task. So we want to we want to keep all of the momentum that we get once we warm up for that 30 minutes. We don't want to take another 30 minutes warming up into another task. We want to keep that momentum. So what we're going to do is we're going to spend this two hours focusing on our creative task or we're going to spend this two hours 
focusing on our analytical project, right? Project or tasks. So that's what I mean by separating your tasks by category. Number four, eliminate all distractions. This has been something that was beneficial to me, guys. I started putting my cell phone on D&D in another room when I entered my focus sessions. And uh, even sometimes I got to remember to take off my Apple Watch because notifications will come on there. Uh, but I don't want to see or hear notifications. Uh, and the reason why I put it on D&D, because if it's an emergency, people know to call me twice. Uh, and then at that point, I'll put it on loud so I can hear it in the other room. But I turn, I eliminate distractions. Distractions, right? I'm being around these Atlanta motherfuckers too long. I'm eliminating my distractions. And what I'm doing is also um, closing, closing my uh, browsers that I don't need, right? Turning on, like closing out all the uh, the tabs to like social media and stuff like that. If I'm uh, if I'm in a uh, like an analytical uh, uh, focus, I might only want to use paper and pa- uh, paper and pen. So I'll be in my journal and stuff like that, writing. So I don't distract myself with any technology. Uh, if you need to leave the house, leave the house. If you need to get work done at a coffee shop, go to a coffee shop. Eliminate all distractions. Number six or number five, plan your week every Sunday. So this goes back into preparing for activity. You know, if you got an early day waking up and you already have your shit planned. Plan, not only should you plan your night or your, your day, plan your week. So what I do is, of course, and I talk about this in the draining matrix, I plan my week on Sundays. And all that is, it's a, it's a, it's a, a compound from the, the weekly tasks that I already said I need to get done. So I'm looking at my weekly tasks, and that's what's guiding my day. So Monday, I'm going to focus on doing task one, two, and three. On Tuesday, I'm going to focus on doing task four. By Friday, I just need to get all eight, eight tasks done. So that's the whole purpose of the drain the matrix. And that's why you want to plan your week Sunday, because you plan your week Sunday, you have a framework to follow every single day. So that's number five. Number six, reflect often. So even every night, every night obviously is your opportunity to reflect on how the day went and why you were able to get certain things done, why you weren't able to get certain things done. Reflect. And Sunday is your opportunities to reflect as well. So don't just use those times to just say, oh, yep, got to do this, this, and this. Also, before you get into writing down what you need to do, reflect on what you did and what you were not able to get done the day or the week, week prior, right? Reflect. You should be reflecting often because there's always going to be some level of change that you can implement to do things better the next day or the next week. And then lastly, guys, reward yourself. This one I feel like either people don't do enough or people do too much of. It's like we got to find the balance. I know people who will not reward themselves for accomplishing major things, and I'm just like, yo, we got to celebrate you for that shit. Like, it's not too many people that are doing that or performing at the level that you're performing on. Why are you not celebrating this? And they just at the point where they get so numb. To, to even their accomplishments, we need to appreciate these things and reward yourself and allowing you to feel that accomplishment and feel proud of yourself makes you want to do more, do, do it even more. But then on the other hand, we have people who celebrate too much or don't celebrate according to the accomplishment. <clears throat> and what I mean by that is we'll have people who will accomplish something small and want to celebrate big. Right? Like, oh, yeah, I just got me a new lead. Got me 10 leads. I got my 10 leads. Let me celebrate with a trip, a vacation. What? Nah, you, you, you got two, you got 10 leads. So 
celebrate by, you know, getting eight hours of sleep or going to bed early or, or watching that show that you wanted to watch or two hours on social media, right? Let's celebrate like that. Two hours on social media is a long time, guys, by the way. I, I have my phone alerted to let me know when I spend an hour uh, to tell me to get off of it. But reward yourself and reward yourself accordingly. Don't reward yourself too much and don't reward yourself. Um, don't go crazy with the reward either. The reward got to match the accomplishment. When I'm going on vacation is when I close two out of at least 10 of those new leads that I got, right? They turned into revenue. Oh, yeah, we closed two clients. That's when I'll take a trip. But not. I'm not going to celebrate. I'm not going to celebrate with a trip for just getting the lead. The lead ain't even convert yet. Why would I spend a whole lot of money that I don't have yet? Stupid. Well, not stupid as in I don't respect and I don't understand why people do this, but it's not smart. You don't want to do it, right? So let's move into the next part because this is the part I really want to hone in. I really want to hone in and I want you guys to hear this because this might hurt your feelings. But your talent alone don't mean shit. And I'm only saying it like that is because I want you to pucker up. I, I'm not saying that because you're you're not worthy, you're not worth it, right? But what I mean is it's always someone better and trying to work harder than you. So that raw talent is not enough for you to be the greatest. If you're trying to be the greatest, you got to really have that mindset and that grit. And you got to have that dog in you, which means that you want to outwork anybody who tests and challenge you. Will Smith had a quote where he said, like, we can both be running on the treadmill and two things going to one or two things going to happen. You either going to get off the treadmill first or I'm going to die trying to beat you as the longest on the treadmill. Right. Let that sink into what he means by that. And while you let that sink in, I got a couple questions for you. Like, are you worthy of your goals? Do you think you're worthy of your goals? Like these things that you imagine and these visions that you get from God, by the way. Are you worthy of them? You might see yourself at a beach house, right, with your family. They're, you know, with not a care in the world. You're not worried about getting back to work, right? You see these things for yourself. Are you worthy of that? Are you willing to do the things that you need to do? And do you see anything or anyone stopping you to do so? And if you do, are you ready to outwork that person? Are you ready to outwork that person? And with that, I'm going to transition into the pro tip because this is super relative and relevant, right? In order to have something, in order for you to have something, you have to do certain things. And before you are able to do those certain things that you need to do to have what you never had, you have to become a person that you never were. There's a person that you have to become before you can do the things you need to do to have the things you want to have. Be, do, have. Be, do, have. So as always, guys, I'm super thankful to have you all a part of the show. If this was valuable and you got some gas today, don't forget to share this with a friend and pass on the value and pass on the game to someone who can really appreciate it. And also don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a beat. It's a couple closing closing. A couple closing questions for y'all before I let you go. Are you tired of setting lazy goals? Because we get in these ideas and for some reason it's not clicking. So for some reason we're not able to act on these great ideas that we have. I have people come to me all the time like, Kai, I got these great, amazing ideas, but I just don't know where to start. Are you tired of setting lazy goals? 
goals that don't force you to really change much of what you already been doing. Like you've been doing things and you feel like, yeah, I've been doing this for a minute, but nothing's really changing. Oh, I've been doing this for a year. I've been doing this for two years, but this is all I have to show for it. Maybe it's the environment that you're in because goals, goals don't give you. Goals aren't enough, right? It's the systems and it's the process that you create around that. But if your goals don't give you visions at night, if your goals don't give you visions at night, that means the goal was never big enough. The goal wasn't really a goal because your goals should give you, it should, the goals you set, you set should allow, they should continue the visions that you were given when you got those ideas. So if those visions stop, it means the goals you've been setting, they toxic. You need to find new goals. You need to set better goals. So if you want to set better goals, go ahead and just text the word goals to 404-777-5239. Or you can visit the link in the description below for the perfect goal setting template for millennials. It's called the Draining Matrix. And I want you guys to take a look and hit that order button because that is the, going to be the goal template that you might be looking for if you answer positively to any of those questions. And with that said, guys, just remember to keep focus, build momentum, and drive results so you can live abundantly. Peace.